Today's episode of The Doctor's Companion is brought to you by InStockTrades.com and DCBService.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Doctor's Companion. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Matt Smith, but not that Matt Smith. And we are from MindRobber.net, the home site of MindRobber Productions, where we talk about all of the things on podcasts. Uh, we talk about Doctor Who on this one uh, that you're listening to right now. Then we also have our flagship podcast, The Mind Robbers, where we talk about everything else. Uh, if you want to review these shows that we do, uh, we appreciate the good ones on uh, iTunes. Do that, because people find our show that way. If you have questions, comments, concerns, anything that you might feel like sharing with us, you can email those thoughts to podcast at mindrubber.net. But if you want to discuss something with us, then you might want to do that in the comments section on mindrubber.net uh, on the post for this episode. Uh, Matt, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, today, we're talking about the Romans, which is a first Doctor uh, uh, Barbara Ian Vicky story. Uh, and it's a historical, no sci-fi yes. stuff yes. other than, you know, the time travel thing. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, what we got for background and significance for this one? Uh, yeah, it is. Like you said, it's a historical. It's also a very, like, uh, not a significant, I guess it's significant. Um, only because it's one of the real standout historicals. Like if you ever ask anyone, what are the great historicals that exist? It's this one and it's the Aztecs. Um, they're notably different, but this one is definitely one of the people, one of the things that people point to and say, this is a great Hartnell story. It's a great Doctor Who story. You should watch this one. Uh, significant for a number of reasons. One, this is in the middle of a um, passing of the torch between two behind-the-scenes uh, big wigs. Um, the last story, The Rescue, which we're talking about in a couple weeks, uh, was the last story to be written by David Whitaker as he was the scri- as he was the outgoing script editor. And this was commissioned before uh, Dennis Spooner took over. It's written by Dennis Spooner. Um, and he's the new script editor on the show for season two. Um, basically, he script edits everything from The Rescue through The Time Meddler. Um so he's only around for a little bit, but this is his second story. He also previously did The Reign of Terror, which I don't really like that much. Um, uh, but this is like his his historical, like it's this is his claim to fame, this and The Time Meddler. And what's interesting about that is when you look at this one, like it is significant. It is significant because it like kind of is the gold standard for all historicals moving forward. Um, if you ever go to a historical time period, uh, you're going to do something with uh, uh, hitting the hitting the big landmarks. You're going to see Nero. Like in this example, you're going to see Nero. You're going to see uh, Rome. You're going to see a gladiator fight. All of those things, and they're mostly prevalent nowadays, um, comes from this. Uh, previous historicals would be more based on legitimate history this is based on the myth of history and what that entails if that makes sense um 
Like, history's greatest hits, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, It's directed by Christopher Berry, who's kind of a powerhouse in the terms of Doctor Who. He directed, like, five episodes of The Daleks, The Rescue, which was before this, Power of the Daleks, so he's the first um, post-Hartnell director. Um, The Demons, which we're talking about in a couple weeks, uh, Robot and the Brain of Morbius, amongst, you know, some other less good stories. He's good. Yeah. (laughs) He also directed The Mutants, um, so... Okay, well... (laughs) take, Take four, that what you will, and The Creature from the Pit, which is impossibly problematic from a directing standpoint um i think anyways so uh, it's it's directed by him and it's really like the first proper adventure for vicky um the vicky first appears in the rescue and this is her first real adventure um out in the great wide universe known as the tardis so um that's kind of what it is it's kind of like a big splashy story for a number of reasons but um this is this is uh this is that that's what this is and vicky huggable totally huggable <laughs> like you just want to give her a hug and be like it's gonna be all right yeah you're in rome the doctor's taking care of you this is not <laughs> even like dangerous oh man <laughs> all right well before we move on i want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by dcbservice.com dcbs the site that lets you order uh i'm sorry pre-order all your monthly comic book statues action figures anything else you can get from a local comic book shop you can pre-order from dcbservice.com you place your orders three months in advance with monthly discount specials up to 75 percent off uh monthly bundle specials of 50 percent off and regular discounts of 40 percent off ship as often as you like with orders as large or small as you like and you only pay 6.95 in flat rate shipping so thanks to dcbservice.com for sponsoring the show um, so the Romans, this is basically like, uh, first of all, I love the opening beat of this where the doctor's just like, Hey, I landed on the side of a cliff and now we're falling. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I love that. That's a fun way to start a story. I think, um, so and then to go, never mind. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Uh, so they crash. Uh, the basically the TARDIS falls on the falls into the outskirts of Rome, and they go into Rome and they hang out in Rome for a while, and that's kind of what the first episode is. And then these slave traders show up, and they're like, uh, "Yeah, so uh, you guys are all British. You're not Romans, so you're slaves now. Congratulations." <laughs> Um, so they become slaves, uh, and, uh, heart and the doctor and, um, the doctor and, uh, uh, Vicky would have been slaves if, uh, the doctor wasn't, uh, uh, mistaken for this, uh, is it a loot player? What is it's that? It's a thing? liar. A liar. Okay. Um, as a musician, let's just say, um, <laughs> Uh, so he's he's mistaken for this famous musician who's on on his way to Rome, but is uh, beaten to death um, in a bush. Uh, and and so uh, while the doctor is like walking around after already being in Rome for like a couple of days, he's like walking around with Vicky, and they're like, "Oh, you're that musician guy, right?" And he's like. so they bring him into rome so he's not he's not a slave he's just sort of working for uh caesar right caesar yeah yeah nero specifically yeah um and uh uh he's like working for him as like a as a musician um but he he doesn't actually know how to play the instrument so he keeps outsmarting uh nero into um 
basically making it so that he doesn't have to play uh, one way or another, which is really clever and fun um, and very Hartnell. Um, and uh, yeah, so then meanwhile, Barbara, Barbara and Ian are um, slaves in very different ways. Uh, <laughs> Ian is like the hard working slave, like on a boat. He gets buckets of water thrown at him. <laughs> from off camera um and uh and then barbara is uh doing a homebody stuff and then being chased around the house by nero who uh wants to have all of the sex with her um <laughs> which is like a fun scooby-doo scene fun rapey scooby-doo scene uh <laughs> <laughs> uh we're like the you know we're like uh, the scooby gang are running away from like the monster with the hallway and all the doors it's kind of like that um only rapey <laughs> and uh, uh and then ian has to end up gladiator fighting but he convinces the guy that he's fighting to uh, i guess they they just like both attack nero but then they get arrested but then the doctor sets some some maps on fire and at first nero's mad and then he's like oh wait if we burn the city like you're burning the maps i can rebuild rome in my image this is the best thing to ever happen ever and they're like okay great can we go home now and then they leave and that's sort of the story um but uh, it's so much fun because it's it's kind of low stakes. For oh, it's a, so low stakes. It's pretty it's so, low stakes. For, yeah. Low stakes. I mean, other than other than the raping and the possible decapitation, um, I guess that's kind of high stakes. But it never that's, feels that's, like that's high going stakes. on our book. That's going on our book. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of it. Feels like low stakes in the story. You know, like it never. Yeah. We ne- I, the story never doesn't feel fun. Like, it always kind of feels fun because even in the rapey chase thing, it's never, like, scary rapey because Barbara is just, like, uh, very, like, is outsmarting Nero, like, left and right. So it, it mm-hmm. never gets to, like, scary territory. Yeah, um, which which very which, cartoony. Which, it's more like, yeah. uh, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Pepe Le Pew, like, try, always trying to get after the, 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 uh, the cat with the stripe yeah. on her back. That's what mm-hmm. it reminds me of. Yeah, it's so it's so innocent in the way that, you know, men just boys just chase girls. Um right. very like, you know, antiquated 50-60s sort of humor. Um and the yes. thing is that it is it is very much levity. I mean, uh, Verity Lambert and I and I texted you this when when we were when you were watching it, but uh, Verity Lambert has a history of of scenes that are uh, rapingly questionable, I suppose, <laughs> maybe. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but, you know, Keys of Marinus and Time Meddler both have instances of some serious serious like uh, implied rape and this but this comes off as just like oh i'm gonna get you like and it's all the performance like <laughs> yeah like oh come to me you know like i'm the emperor you know like just doesn't it doesn't like it doesn't ever uh, come in the way but no i completely agree this is this is a really like it's one of those stories that's like well how could could the romans be and the answer is it's just fun mm-hmm. like there is not a story that i can think of that is more out and out just trying to be fun and entertaining than this story is mm-hmm. um it's just a, it's just a romp it is it's a total romp um mm-hmm. and just i don't know at points ridiculously funny i mean spooner himself oh, yeah. goes for more comedic stuff anyways i mean the guy created the meddling monk for god's sake but uh you just watch him like the scene where 
the doc Nero's like the doctor will now play us or Maximus because the doctor's not going under the alias Maximus in this. The doctor will play us a, a tune right now, and the doctor goes, "Only geniuses uh, don't understand this. If you if you don't understand this, then you're not a genius." And then proceeds to fake play a liar, and then everyone applauds, and it's just hilarious. Like. <laughs> You just start watching, and it's literally, it's ball. You could never get away with this on television now, but it's literally about a minute of silence. Just mm-hmm. complete silence while everyone just watches the doctor just like mimic playing the liar. It's, it's so funny. Like, it's so funny. And then at the end, everyone bursts into applause. It's just such a comedy. Like, it's just such a, such a comedy Doctor mm-hmm. Who story. Um, this is like, this, I would, I would easily call Roman's like quintessential Hartnell. Like just, just oh, as yeah. like, just as like a showcase of him as the Doctor. This is it. This is the mm-hmm. story. This is the yeah. one that I would like. Other than an unearthly child, which I haven't seen, and we're going to watch it for the for the fiftieth anniversary in November. Um, but like, other than maybe that one, like I can't think of a better example of what Hartnell does as the Doctor than this mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's very much like almost outside of the narrative. Like mm-hmm. he he works more than I think anyone else at being this character who doesn't belong and knows he doesn't belong and just kind of rolls with it. Mm-hmm. Um it, it, it it's funny cuz you he there's no point at which he belongs in this in this Rome story. And yet at the end of episode 1, you see this part where this assassin comes in to try to assassinate him and Hartnell just flips the tables on him and just like kicks his ass. Oh my God. That was, it's so funny. (laughs) If you ever want to see an old man kick a, kick a guy with no tongues ass. That's, this is the story. (laughs) Uh, With a blanket, no less. Yeah. It's not, he He just smothers him with a blanket is all he does. Yeah. And he makes it look so easy. Um, It just doesn't, it shouldn't work. But the thing about this story that's so fascinating is that it, um, you know, he doesn't feel like he's like he just feels separate from it. Like he feels extra diegetic and is just inserted into it. And I love that about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that about this story because it's so it makes it feel just quintessentially not just Hartnell, but quintessentially Doctor Who. Like this is arguably the best historical, like hands down. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I, I just had a lot of fun watching this. A lot of fun. <laughs> course and like what more do you need like it also on top of the funny which by the way it is a farce like a straight-up farce because the thing that you didn't mention is that the, the doctor and vicky go off to rome and have fun in the court of nero meanwhile barbara and ian go through this hell this ordeal being traded as slaves <laughs> yeah. over and over again and they never cross paths with the doctor and vicky like both of the those those two groups of characters never know that they were together until the end. And even then, maybe not. Um, and I love that about this story. It makes it feel so entertaining because there's just a part where Barbara sets a, like a tray on a, on, a, on a plinth as she's running away from Nero. Mm-hmm. Nero's chasing her, knocks over the plinth, and almost runs into Vicky um, because Barbara ducks into a, into, a, into a room. Nero almost runs into Vicky, and Vicky's like, what's up? And he's just like, I'm chasing this girl i'll be back later and he runs off and barbara and vicky never see each other um and i i just love that about this story it's so it's such a weird structure it's not what you expect um you you expect the companions to be going off and having their own adventure but you don't expect them to be kind of playing off of each other without even knowing it it's so exciting um and so wonderful to watch Uh, and i love that spooner did that here i love that Mm mm-hmm 
No, I, I, I really like the story. Um, I, uh, uh, there's just, there's a lot of really great moments in it and it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's just fun. It's just fun. Gladiator fight, stock footage of lions, fire. (laughs) So good. Uh, yeah, no, no, I have, I have, uh, I had a lot of fun with this and it'll be one that I revisit. Like it'll be a go-to Hartnell story for me, for sure. Oh, absolutely. It's one of the go-to Hartnell stories as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. Just such a, just, it's so fun. Like if you, if you think that classic Doctor Who can't be fun, like I think it is, it's not that it's slow. It just, it does feel like it's taking its time telling the story. But Mm -hmm. if you ever wanted to watch a classic Doctor Who story, you'd be like you could pick a lot, lot, lot worse than um, the Romans. You could actually, honestly, hardly pick something better. Um, mm-hmm. If I wanted to introduce people to Hart to Hartnell, if I wasn't so dead set on the Daleks, this would be like my go-to number two. Yeah, um, more even than the, the Aztecs because the Aztecs is still fairly indecipherable unless you know the show pretty well. Um, yeah, that's true. This, you don't need to know anything to watch this. You can just watch it and just have a really good time and enjoy Ian and Barbara feeding each other grapes. Which, if which I love that scene because they're eating grapes and drinking wine, which is redundant. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, they finish their their glasses, and he's just like, "Oh, let's have another drink," which is like this thing. There's this just this gag where they like they both hand their cup to each other to go get the refill, um, <laughs> which is just so funny because, like. They're sitting right next to the table, like, like half a foot away. Like they're, they're like six. In, they're both six <laughs> inches away from the table that's holding the pitcher of wine. Um, and then and so like Ian does it and he's just like, oh, there's no ice, which first of all, ice and wine grossola. Um, but he's like, oh, there's no ice. And she's like, oh, it's in the fridge. And I was like, I literally I was just like, fridge. What? <laughs> And then that was the joke. Uh, and I was like, oh, ha, ha, that Barbara, she's a scamp. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I love watching them. It's one of those. It's also great. I mean, it's a great it's a great showcase for those, those two. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it's just it's one of those things where why Ian and Barbara are one of are two of my favorite companions. Like, they just they play off each other so well. And, and watching them feed each other grapes. Vaguely post-coital. Vaguely post-coital. Like, <laughs> If that's not post-coital, I don't know what is. I just don't yeah. know. And Barbara restyles Ian's hair. Yeah. Well, someone had to. Yeah. He needed to look more <laughs> Roman. It happens. It happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, good stuff. Like, I don't, I mean, there's not a whole lot to say about it because there's, it's just, it's a really fun story. And, and the direction was stellar. Um, yeah. There are a lot of, like, one shots in this that I uh, continuously impressed me. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of this one. Yeah. And yeah. more funny than you'd expect Doctor Who to be. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, before we continue to uh, uh, another thing we're going to talk about, this reminder that today's episode is brought to you by InStockTrades.com, where you can purchase any paperback, hardcover, omnibus, or absolute edition at 35 to 45% off, plus new release specials. Of fifty percent off every week, every Wednesday, um, and remember, all orders over fifty dollars get free shipping. So go to InStockTrades.com and buy uh, fifty dollars worth of stuff and get free shipping because that's what you should do. 
Yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Thanks to InStockTrades.com. All you right, so... You better spend that money. You could better spend uh, that money. So, uh, this year, for the next... Um, for, for the first 11 months of the year, to celebrate uh, the 50th anniversary, uh, BBC is releasing a series of e-books, uh, one for each doctor, and they're sh- e-book short stories written by uh, prominent children's authors. Um the first one for the first Doctor was released uh, toward the end of last month, so we figure we'll talk about it, because why not? Uh, we're going to talk about uh, A Big Hand for the Doctor, um, which is by, what's the author's name? Ewan Colfer, I think. Okay. The Artemis or Fallon Ewan Colfer or something, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, the thing that I'll say, because it's about, what was it about, like 40 pages? Yeah, it's about 40 pages. Yeah. Um, the thing that I'll say about it, man, uh, I think Colfer, like, Colfer did a couple of things that I really loved. Like, first of all, like, the story's kind of insane. Um. Oh, it's completely insane. <laughs> uh, but I kind of love it. Like, I, I love that the whole thing ends up being, like, the, uh, the, uh, inspiration for Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which, which is cool. Uh, very time lash of them. Um. <laughs> And, but I, uh, I, the thing that I, I think he did really good is, first of all, he has Hartnell's voice down. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, like, one of your big complaints about reading Doctor Who is that, like, a big part of Doctor Who are the actors portraying the Doctor, and you like seeing each of their performances, but, like... If more things were written in the doc in, in a specific doctor's voice like this, I'd be more into reading the doctor stuff, Doctor Who stuff, mm-hmm. um, because I, this was really good. Like I could hear Hartnell acting all of this, mm-hmm. um, which is really, uh, really, really great. I think I also I liked, and I th- I'm sure it's controversial for some people, but I really liked the inner the the uh, inclusion of. Uh, modern pop culture references because mm-hmm. I like the idea. It, it, it more suits the doctor as a character living in all of time. Like it really hammers that home. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he makes a reference to Hogwarts, he's like, but that's a reference uh, no one's going to get for like another hundred years. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I appreciate, I like that. Like I, I, I think it's good. And I think that they weren't, they weren't slap you in the face uh, enough to be annoying. Like I think they were subtle, like, um, or maybe not. Maybe subtle is the wrong word, but I, they were wisely used. I think. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I don't know. I really like this. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I had a lot of fun with it when I started treating it like it wasn't real. Because uh, <laughs> I agree. I agree about the Hartnell thing, and I agreed about the Peter Pan. I have a question about the Peter Pan that I'm going to save until I finish my thoughts. Um. But I just, I don't know. I have this thing, and this is a me hang up, and I apologize to everyone because I am going to complain. Um, I, I do have a problem with um, – uh, my problem with this was more that I – it was one of those things where I felt like Colfer was trying to explain to me that he understood Doctor Who, and I didn't need him to explain to me that he understood Doctor Who. Like you have a mention of Time Lords and Two Hearts and all that stuff, and I was just like, I don't know if I – like that? The reason I much? like that is because we've never heard Hartnell talk about that. 
Right. Because see, that didn't a... exist in continuity when he was the doctor. So it's right. like, it's one giant missed opportunity that we've never heard the first doctor talk about Time Lords or any of that stuff. So I yeah. liked reading about it here because it's the only opportunity that that has happened. See, but see, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I don't feel wedded to that concept. Like part of the magic of Hartnell is that I don't need Hartnell to be a Time Lord. I don't need Hartnell to have two hearts. Hell, I don't need Troughton to be a Time Lord. Um, and I don't need the first or second Doctors to meet the Master. Um, I don't, like, it just, it does it just, that doesn't make, like, that sort of thing is not interesting to me. And honestly, I vastly prefer them not to do that. That's a me thing, though. That is, that is an internal continuity thing. And I know that, um, that that might not be the popular consensus opinion. But when you look at Doctor Who novels, and I know this from hearsay, when you do look at Doctor Who novels, um, the novels actually go out of their way to not use the word Time Lord or talk about Time Lords or Two Hearts or any of the continuity that is introduced until afterwards. The only Doctor who's going to get mentions of Gallifrey is anyone from Pertwee onward um, because Gallifrey isn't mentioned until the Time Warrior. Um, I, I prefer it that way. It's jarring for me to see it when it's not done, especially when it's done just to do con- fan continuity thing. Um, I like the mystery of the first Doctor and the second Doctor not knowing or not revealing where they're from. But that's just a me thing. Um, I, 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 I get why it's there, and I, I kind of appreciate it that it's there, but it was, it was really, when I read it, I was just like, I get it, Colfer, you're a Doctor Who fan. I like it. Tell me a story. <laughs> Get on with the story a little bit. Hmm. That was my thing. I mean, but that's a that's a that's a me thing. I don't want to take that away from the story because you're right. It is a lot of fun. Um, and I I have a question, which was when did you realize that it was a Peter Pan story? Um, or the introduction of Peter Pan. Well, it's funny because I I thought the I like I was reading it, and literally the thought crossed my mind. While I was reading it, I don't know the exact moment. I think it was something to do with uh, being taken, being beamed out their window or whatever. And like, I mm-hmm. thought in my head, I was like, "It'd be really cool to do a, 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 a retelling of Peter Pan as a Doctor Who story." <laughs> like that cr- thought crossed my mind, and then I got to the end, and I was like, "Oh." Well, okay then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I thought the same thing. Um, but when I when I got to that part, because I remember that was when I figured it out. When he said when he was talking about the soul pirates and that they're pirates and they take people from their bed, they take children from their bedrooms and do weird things with children. I was just like, oh, that's Peter Pan. Are we about to watch Peter Pan go down? And then when the guy said hook, I was just like, oh, we're we're watching Peter Pan. Like we're watching that right now. <laughs> um, and then it. But what I like about Colfer is that. He doesn't do Peter Pan. He does an inspiration of Peter Pan, which I know you mentioned. Like, I love that about this. I love that it's very specific in what it uses of Peter Pan mythology mm-hmm. to introduce the story. But it doesn't become like the doctor goes to Neverland and he meets some mermaids and he fights a <laughs> flying kid. Like, I don't I don't need to see that. Um, but what I like is that it it just uses those touchstones to create something new out of it and then remains quintessentially Doctor Who. Um that is the stuff that I'm really that's the stuff that honestly makes me really delighted that I'm reading these or that we decided to read these short stories mm-hmm. because no one else is going to do that um this is this is something where you know you approach a guy who's very well read who's very smart if you've read Artemis Fowl you know he's very smart um cuz I've read like the first 5 Artemis Fowl books and then I stopped because they got boring um the <laughs> well 
he's very smart and he does something that's very clever and very fresh with it. And that's what I love about these. Um, and that's why I'm looking forward to all the rest of them because it is such a unique perspective. You're not getting, you know, Gatiss, Whithouse, Moffat, and uh, Thompson over and over and over again. I want to see the new stuff. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm really excited for this. Um, that's why I like this. That's why I'm glad I read this. Um, and it's interesting. Although I did feel like the Soul Pirate was left on kind of a cliffhanger. That captain. I thought he was coming back or something, and, the, and he didn't. No, like, his ship weird. blew up. <laughs> yeah, but he said he said he there was a line where he said he thought he was going to be okay or something. Oh. I thought maybe I read that wrong. I don't know. I'm not a very good reader. Um. <laughs> uh, so uh, the novel, the writer for the second Doctor's uh, ebook, um, I guess they're going to announce in two days on the fifth. Mm-hmm. So exciting. Yeah, very exciting. And then when it comes out, we'll read it on a slow week because God mm-hmm. knows we'll probably have some slow weeks. Um, mm-hmm. They happen. They happen, they guys. They do. Oh. <laughs> they do. Every once in a while, they happen. Mm-hmm. Um, next week. <laughs> next week. Oh, God. <laughs> We're going back to uh, back to the Davison well. Uh, last time we talked about Earth Earthshock. And uh, because we're watching him in continuity, that means the next one we're watching is Time Flight. <laughs> so that should be fun. <laughs> oh, man. Let's watch all the fallout from Adric's death, you guys. Let's watch it all. <laughs> all 30 seconds of it? Did I say it's 30 seconds? Uh, that's unkind. It's closer to a minute, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. We're going to watch all the fallout and, and, and not have a new adventure like nothing's wrong. Um that's what that's what we're gonna do. Just just you know, a hundred minutes of pain, suffering, wallowing, and moping. Um that's time flight. It's not it's not time flight. It's much worse than that. Um Oh god. Um <laughs> Alright, but in the meantime you can follow us on Twitter. I'm twitter.com slash Scott Corelli, also twitter.com slash Scott Commentary where I live tweet things from time to time. Uh also check out uh the Mind Robbers, our our flagship podcast in which we talk about lots of things, uh, things we're watching. We do a movie pick. We do a comic pick. We do music. We talk about everything. All forms of entertainment on The Mind Robbers is what we talk about there. Also, beginning in next week, beginning next week, our new podcast, The Mind Robbers Versus, um, in which we uh, take a look at a particular series um, episodically and, uh, but, but short form instead of, um, the doctor's companion, which is sort of a long form. Look, this is sort of a short form thing, but it's basically just a watch through. Um, and we're starting with the DC animated universe, the, uh, Tim verse as it's, uh, known amongst fans, uh, starting with Batman, the animated series. So, uh, it'll be, uh, the mind robbers versus Batman, the animated series. Then we'll do Superman and Batman beyond and justice league, justice league unlimited. And then other things. So, uh, go check that out as well. Um, if you are a fan of, uh, Batman, the animated series as, uh, we are. Yeah. So, and it's, and also that show for those who don't know is actually quasi daily. Um, it's mm-hmm. going to be about three times a week or so. Yeah. Three times a um, week. And each episode will be roughly 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, yes. Yeah. 10, 15, mm-hmm. 10, 15, mm-hmm. hopefully. Um, no. more often <laughs> maybe than not, I don't would know. say. We don't know. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. No, 10 to 15. 
I don't have time for anything else. My God. <laughs> well, we'll see how we do. We'll see how we do. Okay. Where can people find you, Matt? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, twitter.com slash gonna get in. Also, my alternate Twitter account, twitter.com slash GD Commentary, where I live tweet things. Smash is coming. For those who don't know and don't remember, Smash was a show that was on NBC last year. Why am I mentioning it? Because I live tweeted it, and it was my favorite thing in the world. Um, me on mine, too, and I don't even watch that show. Oh, it's my favorite. Um, so if you haven't seen... If you haven't seen my live tweets, I really – I'm telling you, please follow. If it's half as good as last season, it's going to be like the best thing on the internet that I'm putting <laughs> out. Um, uh, hyperbole. So, <laughs> nah, yeah, yeah, I, I hyperbole a lot. Um, the <laughs> so, so check that out. Also, if you're interested in thoughts on the Romans or any other Doctor Who story, visit classicalgallifrey.blogspot.com. Also in a book, Outside In, edited by Robert Smith. Uh, which is a great uh, look at all of Doctor Who from 160 different writers. Um, I'm reading it now, and it's brilliant. It's so clever and so creative, and it makes my entry look so bad because I'm in the book. And if you want to see what I had on uh, what I had to say on King's Demons, please go read that. Get it. I don't profit from it. It's wonderful. You benefit AIDS, not like you're helping AIDS. Like you're helping us fight AIDS. Okay. Yeah, we fight. We don't. I don't endorse the helping of AIDS. AIDS (laughs) doesn't need my help. Um. That's you're already... not aiding AIDS, is what you're saying. No, I'm I'm not aiding AIDS. <laughs> no, no, no aiding AIDS. Um, uh, also, so if you want to send us hate mail, you can send that to <laughs> podcast at mindrobber.net. Um, uh, and leave iTunes reviews. Go to the website. Comment on this episode, other episodes. Check out other podcasts. You guys know the drill. Yeah, and we'll talk to you next week with time flies. Bye, bye. bye.